More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. VIP email from Amy. Hey, Clay and Buck. In light of thieves and criminals being able to walk into businesses and steal with no ramifications, watch. Those of us who are pushing back on masks will be thrown out of businesses for not complying with the mask. Craziness. Yeah, I, I think that you're going to see some ugly, ugly videos of uh, people who are going to get really contentious about this, because one of the things that I always found um, so annoying about the whole process of, of masking beyond that, it doesn't work. People who say it's not a big deal. It, it yeah. actually is a big deal. It's uncomfortable. It causes anxiety and it's completely unnecessary. We all know there are all these fights on airplanes. Although I do think, was it, was it, uh, who had the big ground stop today? United? Yep. Was it nationwide ground stop because of a computer issue? Somehow the airlines get worse and worse. Technology gets better and better. You know, I, you know, I remember when a color TV that was like 25 inches was super expensive and weighed like a hundred pounds. Now we carry around these iPhone supercomputers in our pockets. Like everything gets better except the airlines somehow. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, they actually get worse, but, um, what was I saying? Especially if somebody poops in the back and you're trying to fly. Oh, my to... gosh. Clay wants to talk about this story. And I keep telling him people may be eating lunch. Not allowed. This is the worst story I've heard other than an airline crashing, which would be awful. Delta Airlines Atlanta. They are trying to fly to Barcelona. And someone on the plane had explosive diarrhea. And they had to return to Atlanta. I can't imagine a worse situation. This might be the worst poop story of all time to have to return the plane. Were they over the Atlantic? Like how far outside of Atlanta did they make it? Those of you who are who are like halfway through uh, you know, your General So's chicken right now, I just want to tell you, I tried to veto this, but Clay wanted to tell you this story. I can't. I mean, this is the worst story ever. Can you imagine like you're excited, end of summer vacation, you're going to Barcelona 
Next thing you know, you got to turn around and re-land because somebody like blew it up in the bathroom. Not literally blew it up because that would be worse, <laughs> obviously. God, Clay. But I will say this. I've noticed this. I'm not the only one. There is a trend now on planes of people who take out an... Usually it's an iPad, I've noticed. It's not even a laptop. They will take out an iPad and they will just start watching a movie or something with no headphones. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I will tell you, as much as the Acela Corridor gets a lot of, which is the uh, obviously the high-speed train that goes from Boston to Washington, D.C., the Acela Quiet Car is enforced with ruthless efficiency. If anyone tries to have a phone call in, in that quiet car, without fail, someone comes over and go, does the really aggressive, shh, excuse me, sir, you know? And I may or may not have been that person a few times myself, because not all heroes wear capes, but. On planes, we have to shut down the people who think you can watch something on your iPad with no headphones on. I, I don't know why this has started to happen. We are civilized. We are not barbarians, Clay. This is there are rules. I think this is having to do my. I've noticed this as well. Um, first of all, compared to a poop explosion, minor. But I have noticed this. I think it's because for some reason they did the cordless headphone thing. You know, there used to be a jack, and everybody kind of had a... I felt like most people had the cordless headphones. It's hard to keep up with those remote headphones. A lot of times, they don't seem to stay very charged. They don't work very well. I would submit that I wish they would just go back to having a plug for regular headphones, because I think that's what this is about. People don't have them. They get uncharged. They don't work. And then they're sitting there with no reading material or anything else, so they listen to audio on the on the on the plane which i agree has become a big issue i don't know if we can save the country from the uh the possible systemic collapse of taking trump and throwing him in prison and all the things that are going to happen next year but i do think we can all band together and prevent loud people from being rude on airplanes with their with their ipads that i think is possible that's achievable and no matter how bad your flight is today if you didn't have to turn around because of a poop explosion it wasn't as bad as you thought. It could he, have been. Just because I told him not to do it. You see how much he does it? This is what happens. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. UFO whistleblower balks at claim of alien corpses revealed in Mexico. Quote, an unsubstantiated stunt. The two allegedly non-human specimens became social media spectacle after they were presented in front of the Mexican legislature. So, Mr. Clay Travis, are, are you are you persuaded here by the UFO experts saying that this was a unlike the usual UFO presentations to Congress fair? <laughs> this one was meant as a stunt for attention. I'll just point out. It's not a coincidence that the former CIA guy comes in here and just keeps throwing cold water on clear alien invasions that are are taking place on a regular basis. Did you see this, by the way? That, that is funny that the alien people are fighting. Yeah, uh, the UFO athlete. guys are like, let's, let's not talk crazy talk here. Those, those yeah, corpses... It's just never good when the UFO guys like that UFI go UFO guy. This is like, has like really if you're like the, the the most renowned Bigfoot hunter and you're like, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> this Bigfoot footage is just 
unacceptable to present. But go ahead. I saw I saw this headline and I thought, you know what? I kind of respect the call here uh, that this guy has made. Let me pull it up. Um, it, it, one of the former athletes uh, or current athlete came out and said that not only did he believe that aliens had come to Earth, he said that he believed that aliens were actually walking among us and in hiding. Yeah, here it is. Not only does Panthers running back Miles Sanders believe aliens exist, he's convinced they're already on Earth swapping places with human hosts. Now that, my friend, is a call. Like, he's not tiptoeing up. I think that aliens have been here before. This this NFL running back is like, no, no, no. Aliens are here, and they're shape-shifting, and they're constantly moving among us. Now that, that is a prediction to be uh, to be out there. That's that would be a new one. I, that, I mean, that's that's bold. These, it, you know, I, what I will say about the Mexican UFO uh, aliens. The, oh, excuse seems, me, the, the corpses of actual aliens, not even corpses, UFOs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, corpses of aliens. It seems unlikely to me that the corpses of aliens would look like Yoda and uh, and uh, ET. It looked like ET. Yeah, Yoda. Yeah. One of them looked like Yoda, and the other one looked like ET. What are the odds that alien life actually looks like we thought alien life would look in, in, in 1980s Hollywood, Hollywood movies? That's what movies. I would say. If you want to tell me that there's alien life, go read like Andromeda Strain, Michael Crichton back in the day. Something that, you know, is in a Petri dish. Tell me that's an alien first. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I 
detached from my, this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sundays with Clay and Buck. Oh man, I, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> oh, Clay, you and your UFO people. I gotta this say, this is man. this is I, just more anti-Mexican uh, uh, talking points from right-wing media. I'm just, I'm just. This is racism. This is racism just, rearing well, its ugly head. It is head. interesting how much they're not talking about the Mexican aliens. They're talking about only about ufo and ufo experts i'm like well but it's not actually a ufo it's actually an alien life form but you can tell there's a hesitancy for the headlines to be mexican alien because you know alien in meaning an alien in mexico or mexico's alien corpse that they are showing everybody but you know i think there's some sensitivities around these things um they have ufo expert displays supposed non-human alien corpse in mexico's Congress, and <laughs> I can't believe this actually happened. I can't believe this is actually happening. Mexico's Congress had this guy come forward. It looks like a. It looks kind of like a tiny ET, but ET definitely needs a few cheeseburgers. Like ET has been, he's taken the keto thing a little too far. He's a little shriveled up. He's a little small, and uh, he he somehow does look very much like we're all told aliens are supposed to look. Um, they say the they presented these not, supposedly non-human corpses to thousand-year-old thousand-year-old non-human corpses is what they say. Um, so this is how yeah. the pyramids got built. I mean, it's all coming together, and you're just a hater. Um, it, this is X-rays. Uh, this is the X-rays of the specimens supposedly show that one of the bodies has eggs inside. So look, this this is the start of a great sci-fi movie. I will tell you. You know, um, los los UFOs. Um, but uh, I don't think that this is actually going to silence the uh, the skeptics out there, Clay. I think when we see this this version of ET they've presented uh, in this little, it kind of looks like a little coffin. Um, which I guess they're being res- they want to be respectful of the little alien life forms. That's I can't think of anything more respectful than bringing them to the Mexican Congress with drapes on them and pulling the. Dra- <laughs> If you haven't seen it, they have, I guess they're sarcophagus. I, I don't know how you would sarcophagi. I'm not sure exactly what the plural is, but they bring in the uh, the alien life forms, thousand year old alien life forms. And then they have like a, uh, like a, uh, some sort of cover over them. And then they just rip the, <laughs> they rip the cover off and they're, they're right there. And so all the haters, I understand all of you out there right now, like, oh, aliens haven't been to Earth. Clay, you're crazy. It's a big win for us. Mexico. Mexico is not afraid of the truth. Mexico is willing to spend their time in Congress on far more serious issues like the future of human civilization. Meanwhile, we're out here debating, you know, whether Joe Biden should be impeached in America. I this is know, this. I'm, I'm pro Mexico on this. So these aliens were able to get here a thousand years ago, but no other aliens have managed to make the trip. It's just it's just these aliens. No, there's tons that- of aliens. Your government is hiding all the aliens that have been here before. And I'm just I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, 
big anti-alien uh, lobbying entities are crumbling right now. This has been a big this has been a big year for the UFO community. Like we got all the different videos the last couple of years. Uh, it, I, even the United States government's not fighting this anymore. You, you know they and had the you, biggest search ever for the Loch Ness monster while I was in Scotland. I, I heard about this, and people were asking. You me. covered said, up. You covered up that, that that they found probably Nessie well, I mean, while you were there. They asked me, and I said I can neither confirm nor deny that maybe what I was the there. On a secret, You've never been on a to Scotland. CIA mission to find the Loch Ness monster. You show up in Scotland at the exact time that the biggest search for Nessie has ever occurred. And then you come back and you're like, oh, aliens, Loch Ness Monster. No, I, I don't actually, let me be, in an interest of continuing to bolster my own credibility, I'm not a Nessie guy. Not a Nessie guy. I am an aliens have visited the United States and the world in general guy. If you could pick one to be real, just for the purposes of how mind-blowing it would be, Loch Ness Monster... Abominable snowman slash Sasquatch slash Bigfoot, a little tiny alien alien life form that is now in a tiny bed in Mexico. Oh, that aliens would change things in a big way. I am more inclined to believe in the Bigfoot than I am in the Loch Ness monster. But aliens, no doubt. I mean, that would be an easy call for me. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, we're gonna talk about real news here in a second. Other than the very real just, news. Of, I mean, uh, just sorry. show a little respect for Mexico. Yeah. That's all I'm The asking. little tiny alien body. You guys got to look at it yourself. It looks it looks like E.T. Except it's another reason we need the wall, by the way, to keep the Mexican aliens out. The actual Mexican aliens, not the illegal aliens. I'm pretty sure the UFOs could fly over the wall, but that's a whole other conversation. Not if the w- planes crash. Sunday Sizzle with Clay and Buck. to our friend actor Kevin Sorbo, actor, writer, and director. He played Hercules on Hercules, The Legendary Journeys uh, from 95 to 99. And he's got two things we want to talk about, actually. First up is his book. He's also got a movie coming out next month. The book, Kevin, good to talk to you again, The Test of Lionhood. Tell us about it. It is. I want to backtrack a little bit. Hercules was from 93 to 99. Don't take two years away from me. I worked 14 hours a day for two years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, and then they got to throw Andromeda, five years I, in Andromeda. I just, I just read what they put in front I of me. Know, like Ron I know, I know. It's not the so. first time. It's not the first time. So, let's, listen, um, I do a lot of speaking events. And uh, a lot of times I get up there and say, I'm tired of the people out there talking about the silent majority. Where the heck is the silent majority? Why are they not speaking up? I say, I got to wake up the lions because sheep are going to be sheep. Well, Bray Books came to me and they said, we got to do a book about that, about because uh, they know where I stand on the whole, uh, you know, what's going on with the kids in our country right now. Let boys be boys. Let boys be boys, and when they get older, let them decide what the heck they want to do with their lives. Stop stop making these changes for kids. The same thing goes for girls. But this is a book about having fathers be around for their children, having fathers be around for the boys, and and be there, part of their life. And I'm taking anything away from women. Women, wives have and mothers have a very important role in the family as well. But we need mother and fathers working together to raise these kids to become strong, strong uh, men and women. And this book deals with a young lion cub, and he's out playing in the woods with his... Uh, Two little sisters. She gets cut by a very poisonous plant. He knows the only way to save her is to go to the mountain and get this special flower that his father showed him how to do. There's no way he can get back to his parents in time and go back the other way to get the flower. So he's got to get past all these obstacles and find courage amongst all the fears got going on there. It's a wonderful children's book. You know what Braves books? Four to 12-year-olds, they do wonderful, wonderful stuff for uh, the kids to really have it. It's, they're very educational because they're certainly not doing the public schools, as you know. 
Kevin, I'm fascinated by the trajectory. Thanks for coming on, first of all. Secondly, I'm fascinated by the trajectory of Hollywood and the way things have gone. You're talking about when you were a star in those shows, you're working 14 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you ever think that that Hollywood would go so far political? It's always been political, but it used to be. I'm curious how you would analyze this. When I was a kid growing up Mm -hmm. and somebody won an Oscar, and they got up at the stage and they made some sort of political statement. It felt like everybody in America rolled their eyes. Yeah. And they just said, yeah, you're an actor. You're an actress. What do you know? You're entitled, I guess, to your opinion. But really, we just want to, you know, like watch Titanic. Or we just want to hear about, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest or whatever it was. When did this pivot happen where it's like, oh, we're going to take celebrities really serious when it comes to their political opinions I feel like that that pivot was really super important, and it's when Hollywood just totally lost its mind. Well, I I think it was the '60s. I think you look at uh, so even further back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it started then where it really, there was no rating system before the '60s. Everything, every movie was pretty much a G or PG rated movie. But the '60s came along, and you had rock and roll. You had the assassinations of you know Bob and, and Jack and, and Martin Luther and all these people, and the, the, the Vietnam War. The heavy uh, rock and roll really exploding. All these different things: the free love, the hippie movement, everything. And then they started celebrating the antihero. They stopped celebrating the good guy doing good things. We started giving more and more credence to bad guys and looking at them as cool people to be. And it only got worse as the decades went along. And so, uh, to me, it's it's been happening. But Hollywood was really conservative back in the when it started through the twenties, thirties, and forties. And even you know, you look at the African American population; they were pretty Republican up until the sixties. The Welfare Reform Act and a couple of other things really changed things quite a bit. But the last fifteen years, it's accelerated on itself. And you know more than anything else, the liberals use hate and anger and divisiveness just to have hate and anger and divisiveness. They need to look up the word liberal, what it means in the in the dictionary. It means everybody's opinion is supposed to be okay. But it's such a one way street. You know, they're hypocrites. I'm the first cancel culture victim in Hollywood because of me saying the things I said on Facebook which was just the truth. They took me down. I lost over 2 million followers. Please follow me on, t- on, on, on Twitter, or X as it's called now, but at KSorbs. I do very sarcastic, funny truths. Like you, I said, you want to get rid of COVID, tell the Clintons COVID's got something on them. It was kind of those kind of things that I was <laughs> posting out there. So uh, to me, and, and I, need, I, I said I need more conspiracy theories because mine have all come true. So the battle is on with that, and I got booted out, so I formed SorboStudios.com. And Sorbo Studios, uh, with my wife and I, we do a lot of family friends movies. There's a lot of movies I've been part of in the independent world, not all mine, but because I'm independent, other independent people came to me. I've done like Soul Surfer, God's Not Dead, What If, um, uh, Let There Be Light, my wife and I did together. I got a movie that came out in January called Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, based on the Left Behind books. And then I got a new one coming out this fall in October called Miracle in East Texas that I also directed. We have John Ratzenberger, Luke Gossett Jr., Tyler Maine, my wife Sam's in it. True story dealing with the 1930 um, con men that went through Oklahoma, Texas, wooing widows out of their money on fake oil wells. True story. They would sell 500% of the shares, declare a dry hole and move on. Largest oil strike in the world happened to them by accident in Kilgore, Texas. It's how the Hunt family became wealthy, actually. And uh, it's pro-oil. That's going to drive them crazy. Pro-capitalism, pro-faith, pro-freedom, pro-patriot. All these people that want to get rid of oil need to go online and say, how many products are made out of oil? They think it's just gas. If they really want to get rid of oil, then they should get rid of their iPhone, their computer, their toothbrush, hairbrush, hairdryer. There's so many things. But the ignorance of our population, the ignorance of what the public schools have done to kids, um, is just going to continue until we stand up and be lions. Now, Kevin, you've had some some 
big commercial hits. You mentioned some mm. of the movies. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, God is uh, how much? Tell her, but how much money did God is not dead make? God's not dead. We shot for two million dollars and made one hundred and forty million. Wow. Yeah, so, so that's super home run ten times over oh, under yeah. Hollywood terms. I mean, I actually know a couple of people that sure. produce a Hollywood, you know, big budget Hollywood films, and you know, if they could get an ROI like that, they'd you know they'd yeah. be celebrated throughout the whole industry. Oh, yeah. Things feel like there's change it a little bit now in a good way mm-hmm. you just had um uh you know you, what was the big the big movie that just came out uh clay um i'm just blanking on the name right now sound of sound of freedom sound of right? freedom yeah sound of, well, sound of freedom, sound of freedom sound, just came out sound of, freedom, incre- sound of freedom had two good things going for it number one they got signed up by angel studios they shot that movie five years ago i know i've done jim caviezel for years we had the same manager for a long time so uh, they shot it for about $15 million. They had to buy it back from Disney because Disney was stupid enough not to do it. They went on with, with, their, with their Indiana Jones, a $300 million movie that didn't make as much money as, as a Sound of Freedom did. And uh, uh, Angel Studios has the power through The Chosen. They, they got all these people funding that thing uh, the outside the studios, and they said, support this movie. And people support it. And then Hollywood came in, which is amazing to me because I told my wife this. I said, you would think this is one thing Hollywood would back at them and say, yeah, we're for that too because it's against child sex trafficking. But apparently Hollywood's all for it. So uh, they came and attacked the movie, and a lot of people out there, no matter what side of the fence you're on, no matter what religion or non-religion, they're against sex trafficking too. When they saw Hollywood do it, they said, the heck with this, we're going to support this movie. So that movie is probably going to make close to $250 million worldwide. Is conservative traditional content, though, ascendant in a way that we've been hoping for for a long time? Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to get to. With sure. I think, it's gonna, I think it's going to keep getting better. Independent movies are getting better and better. Um, I've got more coming out. Look, with the strike we got going on right now, I had to get a waiver from SAG to even talk about my movie, which was weird because they've never done that before. They've stopped other productions, but not stopped people producing. You know, this movie is done a couple of years ago. We just waited for the right time to get it out until people started going back to the theaters more. Do you, I'm curious, Kevin, how often do people that surprise you, mm-hmm. when you see them out in public, say, I agree with a lot of what you're saying? You mentioned earlier lions versus sheep. I mean, sure. obviously, being willing to speak out is a lion trait. Yeah. But there's also a lot of people who would agree with what you're saying, even in the Hollywood industries, I imagine. How often does that happen, where people say, hey, I'm not willing because of whatever financial pressures or fears they sure. might have? But they say to you privately, keep saying everything you're saying. Well, number one, to get non-Hollywood people, when I go through airports, hotel lobbies, whatever it may be, I get stopped all the time from people. That's not Hercules or Andromeda. They'd say, hey, we loved you on Soul Surfer. Let there be light. Please make more movies like that. And then every time I've been on set, certainly the last six, seven years, I'll get an actor. I'll get a producer. I'll get a camera guy, somebody. Come over and go, hey, come here. And we got to go over the corner of the studio like we're doing a drug deal. And they'll say, look around. Hey, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, dude, be a voice for yourself. Yeah. But they're afraid. Fear is a big factor. Hollywood, look, they scream. They scream for, uh, you know, the tolerance. But it's a one-way street with these guys. The hypocrisy not only bleeds through Hollywood. The same thing, as you know, in D.C. These guys don't care if they lie. They hate the truth. That's kryptonite to them. But I'm going to keep fighting the good fight, and I've been very blessed to keep making movies without Hollywood since they booted me out. I've shot over 60 movies. Not all of them good, but most of them are pretty good. <laughs> Kevin, where can people go? First off, 
Tell everyone the book and then where they can go or, or plan to go uh, for the movie Miracle in East Texas. Test of Linehood. Oh, you got it right there, too. Test of Linehood. Go to bravebooks.com. Bravebooks.com. Very important. Get on there. These are great books, great educational books, great inspiring books. I'm already getting a lot of people coming back to my website saying how much they love it. And for uh, the movie, and actually for the Brave Books, but for my movie, go to sorbostudios.com. Sorbostudios.com. It's a fathom event. It's tough to get independent movies out there to 2,000 screens, run 750 screens. So so please go there now, buy tickets now, because we only get one weekend. If we fill up those theaters, we'll get more and more days. Thanks so much. Kevin Sorber, everybody. Kevin, appreciate your work. And as you know, I'm a big Hercules fan. So Me too. That. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, man, I, yeah, I used to watch that. One of my, uh, Clay, you know, one of my um, criticisms of just the general entertainment industrial complex, all the movies they tend to make about anything ancient – Exception is Troy, the movie with Brad Pitt. That was good. But I mean, anytime they do like Hercules, or they've made horrible. It's amazing content. They made horrible movies. The, yeah, uh, I, I can't even remember. There's the one Brad with like Pitt, the Brad Pitt Troy one. Super that's good. Homoerotic. Well, by the well, way, okay, well, <laughs> well, no wonder you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't, that movie made like four hundred million dollars. It was like a. It's good. I'm just saying it's super homoerotic based on my recollections, but it is pretty good. Are you thinking of the Alexander the Great movie? Am I still on the air? Oh, yeah, you still yeah, with yeah, us? Kevin's still on. Are you with me? Wasn't it homoerotic, Kevin? In Hercules, we never did that. Our spinoff show, Xena, they kind of did that in that show. They kind of did that on Xena, our third-year spinoff. Our fifth-year spinoff, this is a good quiz I always do to people. We spun off Xena in my third year, a young Hercules in my fifth year, and we had a 20-year-old unknown actor at the time play me as a teenager, and most people don't remember who it was because it was uh, last one on two years. It was a 20-year-old Ryan Gosling. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And you think Ryan he, Gosling is going to play you, Clay in you the think, Yeah, I know. He's, movies, bar, so, he's doing Barbie yeah. movies now, which, once again, men are useless. Women are better off without men. I mean, well, that's what the movie does. I mean, it made a lot of money. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it from so many people. Go check out Kevin's book and his movie, everybody. Kevin, thank you so thank much. You. We do have to go to a break now. That was fun, though. I didn't realize we had to. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it was like the voice of Zeus coming down to tell I us know. what was really happening there. That was fun. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.